Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratcliffe. So I'm sitting here in my office, and it's a rainy evening. I don't get those around here very often, but I definitely enjoy them when I do. Love the rain, love that my grass is getting watered and I don't have to use my own water. And it's just, just really nice. This weekend I went down, there's a the canyon, it's called Paladura Canyon, that is close to Amarillo, about 30 minutes away, and got to go down there this weekend, just some alone time, some quiet time by myself, did some hiking and just reflecting, brought a journal, brought my Bible, actually didn't write anything in the journal, it was just, I was just going through some old journal entries that I had, I'm going to share one of those later, it's actually a dream that I had about three years ago, but... But it was kind of interesting to see, I was going to say weird, but kind of weird, interesting, or just to go back through and and see what I was thinking several years ago. This is from like 2017, 2018. Uh, It's a year I went to Africa, and it's a year, actually, in 2018 is when I came up with the the whole name Adventure Life and didn't really do a a ton with it. I started a blog back in 2020 called Adventure Life and just... It's kind of grown into this this podcast. Haven't blogged a whole a whole lot, so full time job plus kids plus podcast plus writing. Uh, I can it can get a little overwhelmed, a little daunting at times. But I I also you know I don't I don't force myself. I I do this because I enjoy it. And you know there was a week there I took a break just because I wasn't didn't feel like anything was really coming, and I don't want I don't want I don't want to force anything. I want it to be helpful for, for people listening, but I also want it to be something I feel like God is still in, and I and I feel like He is. So, so I'll share that the dream in just a little bit. You know, it's funny because I don't have a ton of dreams. There was a season where I had quite a few, and I felt like they were actually from the Lord. And then I felt like this one was as well. But um, my friend Wayne, that was in a couple weeks ago now. He said he dreams all the time, and so, and not, I mean, not like God dreams, like not every dream is from the Lord, but he was sharing a couple, and he said he has some weird dreams, and he had a couple, <laughs> he was sharing a couple of weird ones. So anyway, uh, welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast. I'm Will Ratliff, and it's good to be here, good to be good to be back. I want to I recap last week just about challenging the empire. Yeah, that's something that, that's been on my heart, it's still on my heart, uh, if you know, if you weren't, if you didn't listen to last week, so really, this the the I've been reading this book by Walter Brueggemann called "The Prophetic Imagination," and he he's really talking about you know prophets in the Old Testament and how they really you know kind of their their function with re- challenging the sometimes he uses the word royal consciousness, sometimes he uses the word empire. And I like the word empire just because it's got still a little bit more kind of that, uh, I don't know if that's evil connotation, but just kind of a negative connotation. So so the empire is really the collective way of thinking, collective way of doing things. And what he talks about, this empire just lulls us into this numbness because we, 
it's really based on conformity. You have to conform to the masses, the way we think and act. And the other thing that it, it does, it squashes creativity. Uh, the empire hates the artists and anything artistic because that really calls us into something that's new and different. And so the whole role of the prophet is it's calling people out of that numbness. And they do it in multiple ways. And one is by really criticizing the empire. And he says, criticizing and energizing really are the two functions. And I don't see criticizing as, you know, kind of this hardcore critique, but we, we criticize it by the way that we live. We, you know, we live differently, you know, and there's also a way that we can criticize by, you know, in our, in our words, but I think calling people out, calling out the things that are, that are not right and things that need to change. And so, and we do that a couple ways through, through creativity, calling people to newness, a new way to act and move and be. We can do that through grieving, which is interesting because he talks about that in the book. And I may expand on this. I may, I may take, I don't know, I may take a season or part of a season, season two of Adventure Life, just really kind of unpack this a little bit more because I think it's important. I think, and again, it's, it's been on my heart. It's something I feel like God is like drawing me into and calling me into is this voice of the voice of the prophet and the prophetic in the way that Walter Brueggemann's talking about. And so, so really to recognize an end of something, whether it's a kingdom, whether it's, I'm not talking about the kingdom of God, but you know, like Solomon's kingdom in the end, in the, in the old Testament, there was, you know, the, the kingdom of the Egyptians, there was a Roman, Roman empire, all those things. And to recognize that end requires us to grieve, grieve the loss. And then to recognize, I think also recognize what, the things that we've done, how we've participated in it and, you know, grieve and that grieving signals the end, which allows us to begin something new. And so anyway, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but you know, to, for me, there's really something to this, something that's resonating with me, you know, and I, I wonder who else may be connecting with this and that, you know, if it's stirring in anyone else's heart, when I talk about this, even though it is a bit vague, I don't, you know, I haven't talked about it in super detail, but often when, you know, we've talked about nudges before and following God's nudges. And when something's exciting and scary at the same time, it's something meaningful, something that's on your heart and something that, that really, that you value, then a lot of times, you know, that's what God is in because it's exciting. You're drawn to it at the same time. It's a little bit scary. It's going to be outside your comfort zone. It's going to be meaningful, and those are the kinds of things that we want to go go towards and go for because I think a lot of times God is in those things. So for me, this could be a crossroads. It could be a calling out, a calling out of, you know, in, calling into something new and different. But I love how God affirms things in different different ways, and God has been affirming this in my life in in various ways and so uh, just this last week i was i participated in an online conference i didn't do the whole thing but there was a few few workshops online workshops that i wanted to to listen to and so i i got you know i registered for a, a couple of those and one of them you know one of them was a conference it was a workshop on disruption and you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast you know that uh, Arnita Willis-Taylor and I talked about how to be a disruptor. We talked about disruption, how God continually disrupts our lives. 
Uh, if you didn't listen to that one, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's it, it's really good. Um, Arnita is is great, and just felt like we um, we had you know that was a good podcast. But then the interesting thing is, I was looking up this uh, this lady. Her name's Charlene Lee. She's talking about disruption, and she has this company. I can't remember the actual company's name, but underneath it, it said a profit company. And profit is spelled not with an F, you know, the F-I-T, but P-R-O-P-H-E-T is profit company. And that just like totally jumped out at me. And for me, that was God confirming, yes, this is the direction I want you to go. You know, this is something that I'm calling you to. I want you to pursue. And for me, things like that, those, you know, they're just too good to be a coincidence. It's just too on point, you know, to be anything other than what I would call a God incident. And it's, you know, to me, times like that are just amazing. There's a couple other things that happened last week just to affirm that, yeah, this is the direction that God's calling me into. And so, um, you know, another conversation I had with a young adult this week is really just about you know, just this disillusionment with with church as is, and uh, her and her husband, you know, they're they're connected, but they're connected online. And so we were just talking this week about, you know, what is it that that young young people, whether it's young marrieds or just, you know, that this young generation is not not connecting with church as is, and. You know, for me, that actually goes back one of the other, one of the other conference workshop workshops that I attended or that I, that I viewed. Uh, it was Malcolm Gladwell. He's an author. I don't know if you've read any of his books. I really enjoy his work, but he was talking about kind of this hierarchical model versus a network model, and this is something that I studied years, ago, probably a decade or more ago, was when I was still on staff at at a church. And there was a book I read called the Spider and the Starfish or The Starfish and the Spider. I get the name mixed up, or, you know. But it, if, if you, you know, if this is something that, again, piques your interest, I would encourage you to go read this book because it really t- it talks about this very thing. It talks about the power of leaderless organizations. So if you look at different organizations, it even mentioned um, Al-Qaeda, which, you know, that's not the kind of organization you want to follow, but it talks about really you've got this organization and there there may be a figurehead, but in these network-based models, you know, you, you kind of squash one group or one leader and then three more rise up because they're just waiting in the wings. And so there's, and it compared, this book compares Starfish and the Spider you know, if you cut off the head of the spider, then the spider dies. But if you if you cut off a piece of the starfish, depending on the starfish, you know, the leg grows back. Or you might create two starfish from those pieces. And so, you know, some of it, I think, is kind of this idea of, you know, you, you read in the, in the New Testament, or at least I, you know, my interpretation of the New Testament church is really from the very beginning, it was more this network-based. It wasn't a hierarchy-based uh, it was in the Old Testament. You had, you know, you had the high priest, and then you had the other priests. You had, and then the people. But it, 
you know, in this ushering in of the new covenant and the kingdom after Jesus, you know, after the work on the cross and his resurrection, then you have more what looks like more this network-based model. And so I feel like, you know, the Old Testament is more the hierarchy model. New Testament is, is the network model. And I think, too, you know, we were also talking about, you know, they really disconnect with values of the old church, that you have to conform, you have to believe all of the same things. And this conformity-based religion isn't appealing to a generation who really values diversity, diversity in thought. And, you know, they they won't, I think they want to explore deep things, and they don't want to necessarily be told what to believe, but explore together what to believe. And I think for a lot of these younger, you know, this younger generation, and this is really why I have disconnected with a lot of uh, institutional religion, is just it's not it's not about wanting less of faith and things like that. It's really about wanting more, and. When you are more, you know, when you it's more network and community based, then you're able to share ideas. You're able, you know, there's not just one person leading the group, but it's a group of people who are learning and growing together. Then to me, that is way more attractive than sitting in a you know, sitting in a pew, sitting in a row in a chair, listening to one person speak following the vision of just one person instead of really creating the vision together. And so I think this this more this network model is something that I, I think the church is going to have to really look at and and look at how they can they can adapt. But again, you know a lot of it is about it's about control, it's about you know not wanting to rock the boat or kind of leave that status quo, it's going to be, it's uncomfortable. And, you know, just, and actually, this is a great segue into into this dream that I had. And I wasn't going to do it right here, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read kind of my notes of, of what this dream was. And I actually, I had two on this night. I'm just going to, I'm going to share one of them. But it actually was at the church where I was on staff. And this was about, uh, trying to do the math, about five, I guess about five years after I left. And so, so I was at, at, the, at the church building. I saw and talked to a couple of people I recognized from my past. I said, I think. So I guess in the dream, maybe I, rec- you know, dreams are weird. I feel like I rec- recognized them, but maybe I didn't actually, you know, when I woke up, I couldn't remember who it was. But there was there was an area in the, in the church that was in the building that was under construction. I went over there, and I noticed a bunch of screws and nails on the floor. And I was barefoot, which is interesting. And went over, picked some of them up, and then I guess there was someone up above, and a female that was up above, and I warned her of you know those, and then tried to protect them, I guess, from coming down and hurting themselves or stepping on them, whatever. And I began to leave, and as I was leaving, I guess there was maybe in another part of the this building, auditorium, whatever, and there was a service that was starting. And this is interesting, too. The worship leader was singing his heart out, but losing his voice. So that, there's something there, I think. <laughs> there's, there's some symbolism there. And then there was, also, there were only a handful of people there, yet they were still 
engaged in doing the program. And I distinctly remember, so I'm not going to mention names, but uh, there was a few people there, and there was someone I recognized. And as I was leaving, I began to sing and just really enjoying myself. And then one of the things I wrote down, of course, this was years ago. You know, it's hard to know exactly what I was thinking, but I, I distinctly remember there was no feeling of, of guilt as I left. And and I think there's some symbolism in that for me, just for me personally. I remember when I left institutional church and I didn't really want to go back. I didn't want to just go through the motions. You know, I wanted more. Again, like I was I was saying earlier, you know, I didn't want less. I wanted more. I wanted to I wanted to go deeper. I wanted a community of people that were led by the spirit that wanted to follow Jesus. And I gotta tell you, it's, it is hard to find. And I don't know that just in this area, but it is tough to find those people that are being just willing to follow those nudges day to day. They're willing to step out of comfort zone. They're willing to not do just the status quo and the same old, same old. And maybe there's more than I, you know, maybe there's more than I think. But, you know, where we live, it is such a church culture for me that can be really difficult. And I, I've had conversations with other people too, and it is, you know, they they say the same thing. And I just broke my readers. I've got, I've got these readers that I need because I'm old, and I just I just snap one of the earpieces off. Anyway, so. Just an encouragement for those of you who feel like you're on a similar journey. That dream to me was just God saying, you know what? I'm with you. It's okay. You've you know, you're, you've left. You're going to a different place. And it's okay to enjoy yourself. And so there's, you know, I think too, there's that balance between you know, I definitely want to continue to follow what God has, to follow those nudges that he has for me. Make sure I'm checking in. Make sure I'm not going off in the weeds, you know, doctrinally, theologically. But at the same time, being able to enjoy myself, being able to to pursue relationships with other people and community and fellowship in different ways than what's what's normal and what I would consider is part of the empire if I can say that, and just continue to pursue this adventure life in ways that I feel like are healthy, but also help me grow and hopefully help other people's other people grow around me. So we'll talk a little bit just about moving forward. What's what's going from here? So I'm probably gonna wrap up this season this season of the podcast in a few episodes, most likely I've got three more and, you know, next season we'll see, maybe it's more on challenging the empire. Maybe it's more on a different topic, but we'll see. So probably going to be capping up the season here in about three weeks or so. And I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about what's coming and I'm excited to see what God's going to do down, down the road. And I hope and pray that, God will continue to speak to you. You'll continue to follow his nudges. And then you also email me from time to time. Let me know how things are going. 
So my email is will at adventurelifeministries.com. I'd love to hear from you. If there's something you want to ask, something you want to you want me to talk about in upcoming episodes, let me know that too. If you've got questions, I just want to explore something together. I would love to hear from you. So until next week, my friends, continue to enjoy the journey and live in the adventure that God has for you.